RadioInfluence.com. Performance with the Crusher, Jeff Crushell. Get in on the talent grid and text Crush at 101260 with your questions, comments, or smart ass remarks. Performance, everybody. Jeff Grishel here, the con man behind the glass, keeping us on track. And hey, we're your weekly source for performance information. If you want to get in touch with us, do so. Crushperformance.com is the website. On Twitter, follow me at Jeff Crush. And on Instagram, Facebook, and our YouTube channel, search out Crush Performance, and we'll hook you up with the world of performance right there. All right, today, a really, really big show. All right, loving the music coming in. A little Motley crew. We're going to talk about that. Um, listen, games have started. Major League Baseball is underway. The Cactus League, the Grapefruit League, uh, games are underway, um, and the players are speaking out. And, of course, this whole spring training so far has been overshadowed by the Astros' sign-stealing scandal, and the players are speaking out. We're going to touch on that today um, as we kick off the show. And then, coming up later, we're going to talk about how important it is to understand the context of your athlete. Whether you're an athlete yourself, a coach, a manager, a parent, it's really, really important to understand where your athlete's at right now, where they're coming from, and where they want to go. We're going to talk to Ryan Camo, the CEO and co-founder of Kinetisense, a new advanced screening system and athlete monitoring, monitoring system. It's a 3D functional movement assessment technology that is just really off the charts. These guys are doing something special, and we're going to talk to Ryan about... Um, how this technology came about and how it's being used right now in professional sports, in developmental sports, but also in the workplace. A really great conversation coming up. And as the baseball season approaches way up north and all the little leagues, minor leagues and organizations from coast to coast are getting ready to play as the snow melts. We're going to talk about what you need to do to get ready for your game. The injury rates at every level of baseball are still on the rise, despite everything we know. Think about this. Injury rates are still on the rise. And of course, most of those injuries are happening with the elbow and shoulder. We're going to talk about some of the secrets that you can you know, implement here as you get ready for your season. Now is the time, though. And we're going to share with you later in the show um, some secrets that you can implement to really, really reduce your risk. It's an important conversation coming up later in the show. But right now, I have to do a giant big shout out to my young niece, Avery, my birthday buddy. Our birthdays, believe it or not, are on the exact same day, many years apart. <laughs> but on the same day, she just shaved her head for uh, the hair massacre uh, for cancer. She raised a ton of money for cancer. And I'm just telling you, great job, Avery. What a great thing to do. And I just have to thank her. And, you know, when I when I asked her why she's doing it, it was for her grandpa, my, my father, who passed away just over a year ago. You know, in complications with cancer. Um, for everybody that participated, 
And for everybody that donated, thank you so much. What a what a great thing. So way to go, Avery. And Connor, that's a, a real important thing that just went down. Yeah, that is uh, absolutely awesome to hear. 10 years old and, and for a little girl to do it. Uh, it shouldn't be a bigger deal, but we know it is. I mean, there might be some people that look and ask questions and absolutely outstanding that she did it. Uh, any way you can raise money for such a good cause. It's great. I, I do the Movember every year. Yep. So I'll, I'll look like a bit of a creep for a month, <laughs> once a year to do it. And uh, But I haven't done the pink hair yet. That's that's quite the commitment. And then shaving it all off. I'm at the point where I don't know if it's going to come back. So it's a little risky for me. But that's absolutely awesome. Good for her. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I know she was having a little hard time after the fact. She's got her cool toque on. She was sporting the uh, pink hair like it was nothing else. It looked really good. Um, but she was having a bit of a hard time. So her dad, Riel, uh, shaved his head as well. And, uh, you know, there's lots of ways to give out. But you know, there, you know, there's, you know, everybody sort of has to pick and choose where they're going to lay their support down. But man, wouldn't it be great if we could kick this monster? You know, my mother-in-law right now is going through it and uh, we just lost, as I mentioned, my father, um, you know, so we're always, always, you know, supporting the, the cancer research as much as we can. And the Stollery is another big one for, for my family. And, you know, we have to choose. But um, I want to thank everybody again in my birthday, buddy. Well done, Avery. Excellent. And hey, listen, just coming off a big win. Uh, I coach my daughter's uh, U-17 um, soccer team, uh, along with Coach Curtis and Coach Jeff, two really great coaches that just have created a fun environment. These girls have been playing together for five or six years now. They sort of come up together, and uh, even though there's some new players, they are really they really had a great game today. Qualified for cities, so way to go, Strikers! Now here's the thing: I'm walking in, Connor. Right. And I told the girls on our Insta team chat uh, prior to uh, today's game, I say, listen, girls, um, that music better be rocking in the locker room when the coaches arrive. Or I tell you what, I'm pulling out my playlist and I know they love it. They say they don't, but they love it. But I've got an 80s rock playlist, man, that is like nothing else. So the girls were rushing in. They saw me walking in. They beat me to the draw and they had their music playing by the time I got there, which is okay. But that 80s rock warm up playlist is coming girls and uh you know i, I you know that the music is just such a it's such a funny thing how motivating it can be but yet how different it is for everybody i am totally 80s rock like i'm gonna read you this playlist you would not believe this you gotta love it and uh i i think it's more of a responsibility on my part to educate these girls on good solid 80s rock it kicks off with crazy train kickstart my heart which is if i were to have a pump up song kickstart my heart cannot be beaten that's number one in, in my books and that is doggy dog by acdc bark at the moon fallen angel by poison uh quiet riot and then uh, um, judas priest and it goes on and on and on and on so today's Question of the day, everybody. What is your pump-up song? I want to hear it. And again, my number one pump-up song would be Motley Crue, Kickstart My Heart. I just can't imagine a better one. Connor, how about you, man? It's tough. There there are so many. Kickstart oh, My Heart so by Motley many. Crue. I remember the Oilers used to use that as their like their opening video pump-up mix. And it was awesome. That, that's where I first heard it. And I mean, me and my friends dating ourselves here we would call into radio stations like hey we want to request kickstart my heart by motley crew <laughs> we'll always it, play yeah. tonight and uh yeah i mean that's got to be a top of the list there, there's lots of new rap now that i i, I try to try to get into just kind of mix it up but one of my favorites is what ray lewis i mean legendary ravens linebacker hall of famer one of the best to ever do it he liked to listen to phil collins in the air tonight oh yeah so I mean it doesn't have to be high intensity that one's a little more laid back and there are stories that he used to run to practice in high school listening to that song and he would just ru ru like 
have to rewind it back on his cassette player. Oh, interesting. Yeah, got, and that one got him going. So get him gets him into a different zone, right? I guess you know what? Hey, some people want to get fired up. Like I love to get fired up. Like, listen, if I can see, I can see like different. I would have different pump up songs for different sports. Like I envision myself being like Michael Kingsbury rocking down the mogul chorus for a gold medal in the Olympics, you know, hitting that first ramp. That would be a kickstart my heart moment for me. I'd be skiing to that song with a question or Judas Priest freewheel burning. Oh my goodness. It's on this playlist too. You got to be kidding me. Right. But if I'm coming out to a baseball game, like if I'm coming out of the bullpen into a baseball game, kickstart my heart. Um, I'm telling you, is going to be my song. Now, listen, if I'm singing rock and roll karaoke, ACDC, dog eat dog. I'm telling you what, man, I will bring you back to the world of ACDC. I'm telling you right now. So, hey, everybody, let us know what your song would be. What your pump-up song would be. And it's different for everybody. So let us know. All right, Connor, I want to get to this. We've got a really big show. We're going to be talking uh, the importance of athlete screening coming up next with the guys from Kineticense. Later in the show, I'm going to talk very seriously about getting our arms ready for the game of baseball. So every softball, baseball player out there, uh, we're going to have a big conversation later in the show. I'm going to share some secrets that you can use to keep your, your, your arms safe and healthy as we head into the baseball season. But Connor, I wanted to ask you this. Coming off the NBA All-Star Game, um, what did you think? Crush, I loved it. I, I, I thought in the past the NBA All-Star Game was something I would never watch. Me it was too. just, it was a glorified dunk contest. Nobody's playing defense. There was no real reason to tune in just because, I mean, what's going to come from it? It, it? it meant nothing. But I think what they did this year, the three mini games with local charities getting $100,000, um, for whatever reason, I think that putting in the, the Kobe Bryant MVP award made guys wanted to win that award. I, I thought Kawhi Leonard usually would not have cared about that game because what's the point? But man, he was playing outstanding. And anytime you get into an all-star game where there's challenges, Kyle Lowry's taking charges from Kawhi Leonard to try to win the game. Yeah, man. The players are losing their mind. LeBron James can't believe the foul calls. That's what you want. I mean, the intensity was like a playoff game and, and that's what you want to see. And we've really never seen that in an all-star game. Guys no. wanted to win that game. And the NBA, kudos to them. They did a good job because the, from what I've seen, I, I'm someone who's always liked the all-star games. I've always liked the all-star competitions, the skills showcases. And working here, people hate that stuff. But the NBA made it good. And we came in Tuesday. We didn't have a show on Monday. And everyone was saying, like, that was a good All-Star game. That yeah. was enjoyable. And that's really the first time I've seen that. So kudos to the NBA. I'm with you, man. I was checked out. I mean, there just was no reason to watch. The reason I watched this year is because you hear about the changes. Yeah. I wanted to see the skills competition and some of the cool things that were going on there. I, I always try to catch the dunk, the slam dunk competition. You know, even though some of these kids on YouTube, I think, are <laughs> way more fun to watch. Some of the stuff that's going on, the, these kids can do now. Um, but the skills competition, I thought, was really cool. But the game was fun, man. So that's really good. And I agree. Good for the game of basketball and, and great for the NBA as well. Um, NHL trade deadline coming up. And this is a big one for anybody who's a fan of... Of hockey um, because it's right around the corner. Are you expecting any blockbuster trades? It's been really busy up to now. I I don't know. I mean, I mean, who's really left? There's Kreider, New York, who some people say might be traded. So I don't think there's going to be that huge blockbuster deal. And I think a lot of teams are kind of worried about trading away their assets. Right now, we've seen that the uh, Boston Bruins sent away their first round pick for next year, bringing in Casa from the Anaheim Ducks. But you know, I, I think teams are a little more weary of that. They kind of want to hold on to that and build up. And giving away a lot of assets for a rent-a-player, unless you're right on the cusp and you really think you have a shot to win the cup, 
it's kind of looking like it's a risky move. So I, I don't know if we're going to expect the huge pieces, but I, I still think the complimentary guys will go. The, the pending unrestricted free agents will still be moved, but it, it's interesting. I know those guys who have to sit on the panel for eight hours on Monday are probably a little nervous because there's been a lot of trades these yeah. last two weeks. There might not be a lot of action. There might not be. Yeah. They've got to find ways to entertain us. And you know TSN will do it. Yep, absolutely. They'll the do it. T-shirt cannon no, or whatever they're, it will. They're really good, man. They really, truly are. Well, I, I watch with interest. This is the kind of stuff I like watching behind the scenes. Uh, the action never stops. This is the game inside the game, of course. And, um, you know, if we look at our NHL teams to watch this year... Every single one of them is in the mix for the playoffs. So it's been a fun year for a crush performance watching um, um, the NHL. We also are having a great time going into the second half of the NBA because every player and every team that was on our watch list, uh, they're in the mix or something's cool is happening. So we got a lot of action there. Speaking of action, my good friend, we mentioned it earlier, but baseball, we are now playing baseball and I love it. I know. I think this is the seventh time I've said that this year, this year, but uh, this is my favorite time of year. Baseball is coming around. We got NBA, we got NHL, things are heating up and, and um, um, it's a lot of fun, but the, the Astro sign stealing uh, incident and issue and, you know, whole scandal is really overshadowed baseball up to this point. I hope it uh, gets swept under the rug, but it's not going to because now the players are speaking out quite vehemently um, against the commissioner and certainly vocally against the the Astros. Should they take away the 2017 World Series? I think, they the sh- I think they should. I, I don't know if you're going to ask me that, but I, I really do think they should. And I think they, they should be punished for it. I mean, if you were on that squad and maybe, you know, you were 50 50 about what was going on, it helped you win. You wanted to be a team guy, but you knew it was against the rules. You're never really going to sit back and be appreciative of what you won because you know you cheated. I, I just think that MLB needs to look at doing something and the fines really don't matter. They'll make that money back. These guys are multimillionaires. I, I threw the idea out to you about potentially eliminating them from playoff contention. I think that hurts them in a lot of ways. I, I like that, by Maybe the way. Maybe you take away their draft picks, do something. Of course, and at that point, you know, players are going to want out, and that's going to hurt them in a lot of different ways. But And, and I think that so we actually brought that up on the show last week, and people were saying, well, that, that just kind of helps them improve your draft picks. Well, take away their draft picks as well for a couple of years. So you have a terrible season. You don't get rewarded with the top-end talent. And a lot of teams are going to look at that like, hey, if we cheat, eventually it's going to get out. Former teammates, oppositions are going to say something and it's going to set us back five years. It's just not worth it. We can't do it. And I think that's how you get rid of it. Yeah. Well, the GM and the manager were fired. Five million dollar fine probably should have been more. Um, And they do lose some draft picks next year and the year after. So um, very interesting. It'll be interesting to watch. Okay, we'll talk more about that in the last segment coming up in the next segment. We will be visiting with Ryan Como, the CEO and co-founder of Kinetisense, a new 3D functional movement assessment technology that a lot of pro teams are right now using to screen their athletes. We're also going to get to our question of the day. What is your pump-up song? For me, again, kickstart my heart. We started the show with it, and uh, we're trying to get my uh, my daughter's soccer team fired up, and I got a couple texts from them from Cassidy. My favorite pump-up song, Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Faith, you guys are working this together. Faith also says, Wannabe by the Spice Girls. That's what I'm listening to. There's 80s rock playlist coming for our next game, girls. Uh, let us know what you think. We'll be back right after this, everybody. Find out what it takes to be a top performer. Get the Crush blog, podcast, and newsletter at crushperformance.com. Now, Back to the show.
everybody. Welcome back to Crush Performance. Jeff Grishel here, the con man, just spinning the tunes, 80s rock. I hope my team is listening. My daughter's soccer team, U17, they got their first win in the city championships here this morning. And um, when I walked into the uh, locker room with the coaches, they were playing, you know, it's it's teenage girl music. And it's, I guess, okay. But man, I, I just feel it's like it's my responsibility to educate our young people on serious 80s rock and roll. So that brings us to today's text question of the day. What is your pump-up song? Such great texts coming in. Of course, Shoot the Thrill by ACDC. No question about it. Everlong from the Foo Fighters. Uh, again, Cassidy and Faith, two girls from our team, I'm sure. Uh, Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Of course, of course it's Wannabe. Bonecracker. We've got... Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger. Now, here's a good one, and I can't argue with this one at all because I'm, I'm kind of digging it, from Super B. Um, Raise a Little Hell from Ch- Trooper. And then, of course, another one here, uh, Physical from Olivia Newton-John. So keep them coming. What is your pump-up song? 10-12-60 is the text line. All right, let's get to it. It's really important at the start of every season to make sure you understand where you're at as an athlete, as a coach, and as a parent, it's really important to get a context of where you're at and clearly understand uh, what needs to be done moving forward, but also where you're coming from. And athlete screening has come a long, long way. And it's more important today than ever, especially as we look for ways, not just to maximize performance, but also to reduce the risk of injury. And I'm really excited right now to introduce Dr. Ryan Camo, the CEO and founder of Kineticense, Ryan, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Such a pleasure. And and by the way, Welcome to the Jungle is probably the best pump-up tune. Welcome. That you're... 100%. Okay, I love it. Because that was going to be my start-off <laughs> question. What's your pump-up song? So I can go to the Kineticens lab. I know what's going to be playing there. Oh. See? Girls. If my girls, Absolutely. Yeah. It, girls, listen. If my team, my daughter's team's listening, 80s rock. For me, for me, I'm telling you, right. It, it is uh, "Kickstart My Heart" by uh, by Motley Crue. But if That's I'm in, but but if I'm ever out with you sometime in a karaoke rock and roll '80s, I'm singing "Dog Eat Dog" by uh, ACDC. Not a lot of people know that song. I think it takes a few people by surprise, but but I can bust that one out <laughs> nice and loud, man. So so um, That's yeah, That's awesome. No, good. So many good songs, and it's a big part of sport, right? I mean, we we talk about it all the time, and it's interesting because you know Connor was mentioning earlier that you know even. Some some NFL guys, you know, Bill Collins in the air tonight, some of the one of the best drum solos in rock and roll history in there. But that's a really calming song, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look at the St. Louis Blues, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. they come on tranquilo, tranquilo. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's get down to it. Listen, the reason I'm so excited to have you on, of course, Major League Baseball games are underway now. But, Ryan, um, athlete screening has come a long, long way. In your background in the area of chiropractic medicine and understanding movement and trying to get a better feel for, for where athletes at, are at and, and how to help people as well, um, can you tell us what led up to this incredible uh, 3D movement assessment system that you guys have put together? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and um, I have I, I played sports all my life. I'm, I'm originally from Red Deer, uh, Red Deer, Alberta, and and grew up playing hockey as a goaltender, and uh, and then progressed into playing NCAA hockey, and and I I started to notice when I was an athlete that I started to sustain a lot of injuries, 
and and it started off with injuring my ankle uh, with my first year of, of NCAA hockey. It then progressed to a knee injury, a hip injury, all on the same side, all within the span of six to seven months. And I was always trying to figure out, you know, why is this occurring? Why am I starting to compensate, right? Why, why, why would I get one injury? Does it seem to kind of work itself up the chain and predispose me to, to these other injuries and, and also have, you know, a, a huge effect on, on, on performance? So that really propelled me into going into that sports medicine side and uh, was able to go to University of, of, of Alberta uh, for my studies and, and, and had the chance to see the biomechanics labs that they have, those Vicon systems, right? You see those EA sports commercials where, you know, they have the black suit with the white balls and, and, and on the suit and they're tracking movement and um, incredible systems. But these, these systems are, you know, a million dollar systems and they're not portable. Uh, and then going to chiropractic school and, and learning how we assess movement as practitioners and trainers in the everyday, we simply have no tools that, that uh, allow us to get that level of information. We simply have to eyeball. So there's this huge gap that exists, right, where our general population that doesn't have access to, you know, a Vicon lab like we have at University of Alberta or University of Calgary, uh, the assessment, in my opinion, really lacked inter-examiner reliability and, and, and efficiency and objectivity and accuracy. So that was really the premise to, to why we went down the path of creating Kineticense, trying to find a commercially available uh, sensor, which when we started, we, we started with the Kinect camera, which is technically the Xbox sensor. And, uh, and we, 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 designed a, uh, we designed a program that, that uh, runs on a computer. It, it's, a, it's a software package that takes all of the data from the sensor and we're able to map dysfunctions of the human body joint by joint for stability issues and also mobility issues. So we now have, it's almost like a portable biomechanics lab that uh, trainers and, and practitioners can use to gauge where an athlete is at, uh, what their baseline is, and uh, risk of injury and also uh, you know, helps through the process of rehabilitation when an injury does occur. We're talking with Dr. Ryan Camo, uh, the CEO and co-founder of Kineticense. Ryan, such a great story. I mean, uh, coming from the sporting background, I think is really, really valuable. But trying to look at your injury history and understand what the heck's going on, you know so many other athletes and just general public as well are facing the same issues. So I really like this. Now, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of work being done on the movement screens, the functional movement screens. And it really caught wind, you know, and became a, a regular part of athlete assessments anyway, you know, as little as 10 years ago, and it's, it's developed since then. But again, as you mentioned, there were missing holes there. Um, just to kick this, this off, though, uh, this is well beyond sport. You guys are certainly dealing with major league teams, the NBA. You guys are working in pro hockey. You guys are working in all the pro sports, but you're also working uh, in the workplace as well because uh, that's as important for those people out there on the job every day. No, absolutely. And you know what it, what it what it comes down to in human movement in general. So, it doesn't matter if you're a professional sports athlete, if, if you're a weekend warrior, if you're um, you know uh, applying for a job in a corporation, right? It all comes down to capacity of the body and and the demand of the activity. 
right? So, so in corporate wellness, for instance, you know, the, the amount of sitting that, that uh, a lot of workers have at a desk or if they're in a factory and they're lifting, um, a lot of the repetitive motions that, that uh, has a high demand in, in the corporate wellness space, you know, our system's able to at least analyze and give pretty valuable information as to if that person has the capacity to be able to meet that functional demand. And, uh, and that holds true for, for any activity of daily life, really, not even just athletes. So it's, it's really about, you know, figuring out does, does the capacity meet the demand? If it does not meet the demand, where are the missing links that we have to work on to allow the person to achieve that level of demand and, and uh, increasing performance and, and reducing the risk of injury? Yeah, and that goes back to, you know, for to health, wellness, and just active, healthy living, right? I mean, that's really important. For our athletes on the other side, we're always looking for ways to reduce the risk of injury, but also to help maximize performance. And, you know, there's two, in my humble opinion, just in my world, working with athletes all over the world and virtually in every sport, I, I, I personally believe there's two major areas that are really going to lead us down the path to the next levels of human performance. That's one, all the technology that's allowing us to monitor, train, and understand what's going on in the brain, but also just the technology, Ryan. And that's where, you know, on your side of it, the technology is allowing us to do things through the Kinetosense assessment that we've never been able to do before. And this 3D, uh, this 3D take on things is so important. The other thing I really, really like and appreciate about the system you guys have put together, and, and one of the reasons I'm so excited to have you on the show today is um, you get this original assessment, but also as an athlete starts competing and training, we can monitor their health at a higher level that we never could before. I love it, Ryan. Yeah, and and I I think you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned the brain, right? I think that has been one of the biggest gaps when we look at functional movement screening to this point Yeah, is we've really taken a reductionistic approach, right? We we try to break down uh, joint by joint the body when really the body does not move that way. And we, we take the brain out of out of the out of the equation and, and research tells us that, you know, ninety percent of movement, human movement is subconscious. But we can train it consciously. And that's a really important concept, right? So we can actually figure out where the dysfunctions are. We can train it consciously with corrective exercises, stretching, uh, stability uh, work, and and actually start to rewire the subconscious brain, uh, the movement piece. And and I think that's that's really the the key piece. So you, we really need to come down to analyzing human movement with movement, and 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 not taking that reductionistic. Uh, microcosmic approach right to you know i think that's really important and in regards to you know looking at a player or or an athlete over the course of a season i think that's one of the most powerful things that that the data and our system does is that we're able to analyze things like functional fatigue right you look at um look at a baseball season the amount of games that they play in the mlb look at uh, you know the 82 game season in the nhl these players start to tire and they start to functional fatigue. So they start to actually fatigue in their movement patterns, right? Just from, from, you know, the, the just a heavy workload. And, and we know with the research that it's when these athletes are functionally fatigued that they're at more, more risk for injury. And that's why we see a lot of the injuries start to happen at the later stages of the season, even into playoffs. So being able to, to quantify movement and qualify movement 
of an athlete over the course of a season and be able to watch the trend graph that we provide in the system and, and see a drop that occurs, we know that we can intervene at that time, give them more rest, change their change the periodization of their training, the type of training, and uh, and try to get them back up to their baseline and uh, and hopefully reduce injury, but at the same time improve performance at the times that we need it the most. Yeah, we're talking with Dr. Ryan Camo of the uh, Kineticense, uh, co-founder and CEO of Kineticense. Um, you know, this is so valuable, uh, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you're saying here, because one of the biggest problems we have is monitoring our athletes' levels of readiness once they start working. And that could be in, in, a, in a daily session. It could be over the course of a week, a month, or a competitive season, like, like you mentioned. Being able to increase our awareness of our athletes' readiness can totally, totally change how we train and prepare them for their daily activities, whether it's competition or practice. And again, for the developmental athletes in the younger, in the, in the lower levels who are trying to make their way up, how important is this, especially when they're going through their growth curves and that body is changing so much? The data we can collect here, I can't even imagine, Ryan. Oh, absolutely. And, and I mean, one of... One of the things that we're really looking at with the data now, because we have, you know, thousands of analysis of, of different age groups, um, but specifically that age group of 12 to, to 16, mm-hmm. uh, both, both uh, you know, males and females, um, looking, at, looking at how when we play a sport, uh, and, and maybe it's more dominant in a certain plane of motion, you know, we talk about specialization, right? We talk about how now we have this, this mindset that our kids need to be playing hockey, for instance, year-round and how that drives us into a dominant um, plane of movement uh, and and why these 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 young kids at this age that that specialize in sport are more prone to to injury and and really later on struggle with performance and don't make it to the higher levels it's the kids that are playing different sports moving in different planes of motion that that succeed right and uh, you know look at Mahomes multi-sport athlete yeah. there's there's many examples of these athletes out there so we're actually starting to see in our system and this is this is really outstanding i think is that these kids that specialize in certain sports start to develop uh strong movement patterns towards that plane and they lose the ability to rotate they lose the ability to shift in other planes because they're so dominant in that sport mm. and and so that's a very the data is just uh absolutely intriguing it, it's starting to show the the why the why behind you know this epidemic that we're having and um, so really, it, it, it's about getting someone to move in different planes, uh, seeing how they react, how the body compensates and reacts to and, and if they're able to to uh, to be able to be, uh, you know, functionally uh, efficient in those different movements. Right. And, and not becoming movement dominant um, in one plane. So, yeah, it's really exciting, the research that we're starting to see and the data that, that we're starting to see come out of the system. Okay, well, we're going to have to talk about that more as the year rolls on. One of our themes for 2020 here is specialization and the impact on health and performance in athletes and early specialization especially. And the other um, topic, main topic we're looking at this year is uh, organizational performance. And there's implications here on both counts when we talk about kineticense and, and, and keeping our workers, our athletes, our students healthy and, and ready to to roll. Uh, this is great, great stuff. Now, when we talk about the baseball season, in the last couple minutes here, baseball is underway. There's a number of organizations who are using the system. 
If I were a young baseball player coming into the Kineticense lab, what would happen, Ryan? Like, how does this roll out so maybe the families, the the parents, the coaches, and athletes on, who are listening today can get an idea of of what this is all about? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have um, we have a number of of uh, clinics uh, and, and facilities in Alberta that uh, that use the system. Um, what we would do in our lab, if we had a young athlete come in, we would we would put them on the CAMS functional movement screen. So that's a, that's a 12 movement assessment that we take them through. And at the end of the assessment, we're able to index them on susceptibility to injury, on their, their, their core uh, stability indexing, balance indexing, all these different indexes. And we can see where they fall, right? And where the, where the weakness is. But we also will map the body joint by joint as to what are the joints that we need to concentrate on for stability or mobility and then based on that we're able to then create a program for this young athlete to get them to move in the ranges of motion that they need to move in and to become more dynamic in all the planes of their movement uh, we also have the ability with the system to analyze sports specific movements yeah. so if we had like a young pitcher for instance we can analyze the biomechanics of their throw Right, we can look at the stride length of their step. You know, the the elbow angle, the arm angle, um, all these different components, and uh, and provide feedback. And the cool thing, because it's in real time, they can see themselves on the screen moving. The biofeedback is unbelievable, because with biofeedback, we can train better movement almost three times faster. The research says. So it's a very powerful tool. Yeah. No, no. I'm really, really excited. So I've just had an epiphany here. I think what we'll try to do is maybe you and I can talk. Maybe at the start of each of the seasons, we could maybe have you guys on to talk about, okay, hey, here's what we would look for in a baseball player at the start of the hockey season. Well, hey, here's what we would look for uh, in the sport of hockey. And we could really maybe start shedding some light on how athletes at every level of the game can go about thinking and operating and developing strategies for not just increasing their performance, but decreasing risk of injury. What do you think about that, Ryan? No, I love that idea. And uh, we are excited to show some of the research that we're starting to find through the system with some of those compensatory patterns, right, based on sport. And uh, I think that'd be outstanding. Yeah, great stuff. All right. Well, hey, listen, we're up against the clock here. So I want to thank you for coming on. I've been really looking forward to this conversation. So, so important. If people want to get more information, they can go to kineticense.com. they got great videos, uh, a great podcast there, too, by the way, with some unbelievable guests and uh, tons of information. Ryan, thanks so much. We'll look forward to having you on again soon. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Much appreciated. All right. There you go, everybody. This is cutting edge stuff. And I'm so glad to have Ryan on to talk about the new uh, 3D screening system that they have. And it is going to impact sports. And this is one of the movers and shakers. Uh, so we'll look forward to talking to them again. Hey, coming up after the break, we're going to talk about getting you ready for the baseball season. There are strategies you need to follow in your throwing program. And there's things you need to know about throwing a baseball and softball. We'll talk about that. And we're going to get to our text question of the day. What's your number one pump-up song right after this on Crush Performance? Find out what it takes to be a top performer. Get the Crush blog, podcast, and newsletter at crushperformance.com. Now, back to the show. All right, there you go. A little Phil Collins. Man, if we could fast forward to that drum solo right now. It's one of my favorite of all times. But yeah, hey, this is uh, one of the NFL players. It's his song. It's his pregame song. I get it. And one of the most intense NFL players of all time, Ray yeah, Lewis. Absolutely. I mean, everyone saw him come out to the field doing the dance, pumping up the guys, but maybe you just need to bring it down before that. Just get focused. Yeah. Get in the zone. This is his song. I love it, man. 
the power of music. Here's a great one. Crazy Train by Ozzy is hard to beat. I agree. That's my number one song on my playlist, my 80s rock playlist. But listen, Van Halen doesn't get enough credit here. Van Halen's got some great songs. Panama or Eruption leading into Panama. That's even better. And Seek and Destroy by Metallica. Of course, we got to have Metallica. I don't even know if my soccer girls know Metallica. Speaking of which, Sammy Z, okay, she would like to say that their music is way better. Uh, see, we need to educate. We need to get, educate our young people. Okay, her pump up song, by the way, is Wannabe by the Spice Girls. That just tells you guys everything you need to know about my battles on our soccer team. Uh, they're playing a great game. And from Tubby uh, is Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. All right, so some good songs. And again, it's different for everybody. All right, before we go, I promised that we would help everybody get ready for their baseball season. Listen, throwing a baseball, softball, um, is one of the most complex movements in all of sport. There's nothing quite like it. You might talk about the tennis serve. You might talk about throwing a football. But for the volume of throwing that baseball players do, um, there's a lot of concerns revolving around the throwing motion in baseball. Certainly from a mechanic standpoint, you have to learn how to throw properly. And that comes with time. And as you grow and get coordinated for sure. But here's what I can tell you. If you look at the biomechanics of throwing a baseball, all right, it is certainly one of the more complex movements in all of sport, but where it gets, where it gets a, a little iffy is when it goes unchecked, it becomes quickly one of the most dangerous movements in all of sport. And when I go, when I talk about going unchecked, I'm talking about, you know, overthrowing, throwing too often, throwing too hard too soon, or just not preparing for the game of baseball. You need to prepare to throw. We like to have at least 10 weeks of throwing minimum before our guys start playing. And, you know, when we talk about the Canadian junior national team or even our Blue Jay minor league players or some of our college players that we get ready, we try to shoot for 20 weeks, 20 weeks of just progressive throwing to lead up to spring training, to lead up to your season. So, you know, that's, that's kind of how we look at it. Inside of that, for all the parents, coaches, and players out there, players, you have to protect yourself. If your arm is sore, you got to speak up. You know, especially for those players that can throw a little better. Don't, don't worry if you're not throwing really well at whatever age you're at. Different athletes develop at different times. And I've seen late bloomers come on to just dominate the game. And so keep that in mind. But you have to protect yourselves from overthrowing. Pitch counts are only one piece of the puzzle. We need to look at pitch counts and then the velocity at which you throw. If you throw harder for your age group, you need more rest or you need to throw less. If you can throw, let's say, 80 miles an hour as, let's say, a 14-year-old, the average throwing velocity is 60 miles an hour. So you're 20 miles an hour above the norm. So either you have to throw less at intensity or you need more rest between your throwing, if that makes sense. And that's really, really important. We're going to spend an entire segment coming up in a couple weeks talking about exactly this, but I want you guys to start thinking about getting ready for your season, keeping yourselves safe. All right, we got to cut out everybody. I want to thank Ryan Camo from Kineticense for joining us. I want to thank the con man. I want to thank you guys for listening. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time on Crush Performance. Rock and roll, girls. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, 
Radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans. Experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry. Pro wrestling personality David Penzer. MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan. And strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com. 